Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we have Special Agent Connor Phoenix in the uh, studio. Morning. Morning, sir. Good morning. And we were talking before the top of the hour. He came in a little early, and you guys didn't have any calls, so we already brought him on on the air here to talk about some of the scams that are out there. And uh, so you were talking about some of the romance scams and, and how, how the bad guys get you um, to go onto a more encrypted pathway to discuss. That's right. And then I think we were also talking about how um, they tend to have professions that make it difficult, um, if not impossible, to meet in person and can pose challenges for for money reasons, uh, mm. I I often joke when I give speaking engagements that there is a an uh, unusually large number of oil rig workers um, <laughs> that are apparently looking for love. I feel bad for legitimate oil rig workers because yeah. I try and sh- uh, make people shy from from those professions. But um, <laughs> um, yeah. but you know I've seen all sorts of crazy things. People have talked about being with doctors without borders and mm-hmm. something might tug at the heartstrings. Well, right. you know, this is a really good person and I want to get to know them. Um, mm. but there's a, and invariably, um, as the relationship, and I use that with sort of air quotes, uh, yeah. goes on. Um, one of a few things happens. Um, typically you might see a request for money. Right. Um, and again, that goes back to like, uh, you know, if you're out on your oil rig, you know, it's very difficult for me to get money or I was expecting to get paid and I need to send some money to whomever. Right. Can you just, you know, float me a little bit, I'll pay you back. Um, and, right, so uh, you're not sending it to the rig because that would make no sense because he can't get the money. Right. So you're sending it to the person he needs to send it to on behalf of them. Right, so you're, you know, mm. so people will be um, out anywhere from, you know, hundreds to thousands, up, I've seen up into the millions in terms of dollar losses. Oh my goodness. Um, we actually just... In the spring, um, working with our partners uh, with the Internal Revenue Service, uh, we're able to bring a case to conviction for a, an individual here in Connecticut who had been uh, scamming women uh, close to half a million dollars worth mm. um, over the course of his activity. So the money's definitely get up there. Yeah. Um, and even if they don't ask for money, what alternatively we might see is that they will then ask for the innocent person to open a bank account. 
and then they're getting people to act in, in a capacity that we might refer to as a, a money mule. Mm. So a third party is getting defrauded, um, and that money is going to get routed through our romance victim's account that they've set up oh that they then goodness. pass on to the bad guy. Um, so you are unwittingly uh, facilitating a crime. Right. Um, that's something that, you know, um, you know, we get alerted to uh, money that is getting routed through Connecticut accounts. My investigators will go out and interview these people, and the vast, vast majority are victims themselves, and again, frequently of, of romance scams. Jeez, so sad. Wow. It so is. Sad. And, uh, you know, I, I talked about the $3 billion elephant in the room and, yeah. and sort of, you know, the newer spin over the last couple of years on these romance scams has to do with the, the addition of cryptocurrency. Right, right. Why not? And Crypto is the key to scamming people. It's just start with the fact that it's a scam, and then then they get, oh, these people believe in crypto. Now we'll see if we can scam them further. I think there's that. I think there's an element of the fact there's a, a lot of uh, news articles that talk about the uh, great inflation in value. So people mm-hmm. think, you know, I have the opportunity to make a lot of bit, a lot of money by right. investing a little bit. Right. Um, get so, rich quick. That's right. So. What will often happen is there'll be a, an interaction, and then at some point, you know, these type of investments are discussed. It it may involve downloading an app. I've seen that on occasion. Right, a malicious app. Probably. A malicious app. Yeah, that's correct. But it doesn't have to. But p- people are often encouraged to invest a, a small amount mm-hmm. early on. Yep. They will then be presented what <laughs> appear to be the their rate of return, maybe right. a screenshot or a fake website set up to sh- to show how their money's growing. Yeah. They then are then induced to provide more money, right. and it's only when you go to try and pull that money out that you realize, oh, wait a second, something's not right. They're going to try and reach out to their romantic partner who's mm-hmm. shockingly unavailable. Shockingly. Shockingly. Really? <laughs> they ghosted you. <laughs> that you got uh, ghosted. So. Ay, ay, ay. And then, um, or you might see, um, it's not uncommon to be told, well, there are fees you have to pay to get your money out. And they might sound quite oh, official. Oh, that's awful. Like anti-money laundering fees to prove that you oh, are who you are. Oh, jeez, that's awful. So then they'll, they'll actually use that and get more money They'll out get of more you. money. Oh, my. And the real, the sort of icing on the cake, unfortunately, um, in some instances, is that people, once they've lost all this money, you know, they understandably you want to recoup it mm. and there are various criminals out there who know that you are susceptible to being a victim and they will pose as a company that will recover your funds for you oh, geez. and try and get one last chunk of money out of you assuming there's anything left oh my goodness so that that organization will reach out and say i noticed that or something like that that's right and then we're here to help or maybe you'll get an unsolicited email or something oh my gosh just oh that's awful it is so once you find yourself down that rabbit hole uh, this is this is called pig butchering right Yes, that, that latter scam in terms of uh, the investment, that is often referred to as pig butchering because they're fattening you up, getting right. you to invest more and more in this fake cryptocurrency investment right. before they butcher you and, and you're not able to get your money out. So when folks find themselves down this rabbit hole, when should they reach out to the FBI or to some law enforcement agency? I, I suspect that their local police department is going to be like, I don't know what to do. Um, and they really should go to an organization like the FBI to go after this type of problem i assume or well i think that depends on the on the law enforcement 
department in your town, mm. um, and perhaps uh, you're covered by the state police. Um, there are capable people um, at, at both the oh, muni- sure. municipal and state level. Um, but to your broader question, I would say contact law enforcement as soon as you become aware. Right. Um, there are steps that we at the FBI can take um, early on that as uh, the days and weeks go by, it becomes much, much harder to be able to recoup that funds, particularly in the cryptocurrency world. Mm. Um, that money, it's, it's very difficult to claw that back right. once it's gone. Right. It ends up in a wallet in Uzbekistan, you're done. That's right. There's no way to get that money back. Jeez, um, it's just awful. We're going to put a link up to, there's a recent Reuters story, literally two days ago it came out about this whole pig butchering scam. Uh, you know, Agent Phoenix would want to talk about this before, but I couldn't believe the, that Reuters story is ridiculously detailed and what happens is, is just, it's just amazing. So again, what's the moral of the story? Getting rich quick is probably not a thing. Right, certainly the- Finding uh, love via a text is not a thing. <laughs> you know, something seems too good to be true. It probably is. Exactly. There are a lot of proverbs, I think, that apply. <clears throat> yeah. But of course, you know, uh, the romance scams are just one flavor of uh, how to uh, scam people. Um, I can think of an example, frankly, um, that my own mother brought to me. Mm, yeah. It's not an uncommon one. Uh, uh, she sent me, as older Americans can do, and I'm, I'm sort of teasing my mother here, a, a like three-screen long text message yeah, that, that's uh, true. that told me about how um, she had gotten an email unsolicited mm-hmm. that basically said, listen, I, I know what pornography you look at. Right. Mm. Yeah, that's, and, that's been going on for t- decades. That's yeah. right. And uh, and I know, and I've been able to record you because mm-hmm. I had some malware on your computer. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're going to need to pay me some Bitcoin. Um, you know, we get these fairly frequently. Um, sometimes, um, you know, people even written in hand letters detailing how this has happened to them. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they're beside themselves. Right. Um, and obviously we would encourage people to not pay, um, you know, in the case of my mother, she's very clear that <laughs> there were no such sites she was visiting, which was right. a relief to hear from your own mom. But uh, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> although she, uh, she capped it off by saying that she couldn't pay anyway because she didn't know how to get Bitcoin, which is an odd reassurance, I suppose. But. Yes, that's true. That is an odd reassurance. <laughs> But that scam has gone on since the internet was a thing. Oh yeah. yeah. Sadly, as we talked we've talked about this during our program for the past 20 years, the internet was built on porn. I mean, it really was. Right. The technologies that we are using from all the remote work we just did during during uh, COVID was all designed 10 15 years ago for that industry. Mm-hmm. And so the bad guys realize that and they're just going to go ahead and prey on folks's guilty consciences. They are, and that also sort of segues into a, another variation, which is sort of generally referred to as sextortion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we get a number of complaints from men and women who um, have been solicited to send out an intimate picture of themselves. Right. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. There is a, that's not something that my squad tends to focus on, but I did talk to some of the agents and analysts who do work on these types of matters. And They've noticed an interesting dichotomy between men and women, hmm. where um, men are often uh, asked for money in exchange for not releasing the images that they've sent out, whereas hmm. women can be victimized frequently by asking for more content. 
Oh, geez. Um, our male victims tend to be victimized by those who are outside the country, mm-hmm. and our female victims have tended to be victimized by um, those here in the U.S. Um, and there's also reporting differences. I think men tend to feel a little bit more comfortable reporting. Yeah. Um, but obviously, we would encourage anyone who's been uh, a victim of this type of matter to to come to us. I mean, the threat, of course, is that they'll release these photos to your friends and family on social media right. or whatnot. Um, and so it's it's a very personal matter that you know we try and help people with. Mm-hmm. And even still, even in legitimate relationships, um, there's always the risk when you send out intimate photos or videos of yourself because if that relationship ends, yep. you know you might have a very aggrieved partner partner who uh, decides to put that on the internet. I would say that you know Connecticut has has had since 2015 a statute dealing with revenge porn. Yep. Um, so there are avenues for people to try and address this. Good. Are the penalties stiff? I hope. Um, I'm certain they could be stiffer. Right. Uh, I think the statute defines it as a misdemeanor. Really? Yeah. That's awful. That if you're the victim, it certainly would be. But there are also, I think, civil remedies as well. So mm. not that that makes it better, but no, there are multiple avenues. But for that you should to- tell you something. It's a misdemeanor to do that to a woman. Yes. That's to tell you something. I don't know what it tells you, but it you can infer what it tells you. Um that's not good. We need these we need these penalties to be have some teeth. Absolutely. You know? It's certainly not something that you'd want to happen to, you anyway. know, a loved one, you yeah. know, family member, sibling, friend, anything like that. And it's all because the technology is so easy. And, you know, we're all happy with the technology we have there, but when it's when it's used as a weapon against you, that is that is awful. Absolutely. So we're going to step out for a quick break and get more to uh, with Connor Phoenix here from the FBI, Special Agent Phoenix, and talk about what cyber crimes you should be aware of, and uh, you know maybe how to maybe protect yourself, and and just to be thinking a little more cynically. That's pretty much how I operate every day. But be more cynical because as IT guys, we know the sausage is made. Uh, we have to be cynical. Uh, we want you to be a little more cynical too, not to bring you down during the holiday season, but to make you more aware. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tad. It'll be here until 11 o'clock, and we're in studio with uh, Special Agent Connor Phoenix of the FBI, the New Haven Cybercrime Division, and he's talking a little bit about what to be aware of and the financial scams that are out there. We want to talk a little bit more about what you know, what you can do, right? That's right. Impacted. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, again, going back to those investment scams, um, things that you can do to sort of look for red flags. You know, if it's a uh, if you're being asked to download an app, you know, do your research, um, or even if it's just a general investment platform, I, I find it's helpful and uh, across my personal life to sort of take something and just add the word scam or fraud and and do a quick internet search, and you may find that there are other people who've already reported that. It's so funny. I do the same thing. Yeah, I add scam or fraud to every search <laughs> to make sure that what I'm looking at. <laughs> I, I don't even I just do it by yeah. default. Interesting. Same here. Yeah. Right. And um you know, it's unfortunately I think a lot of the advice that we give it ends up putting the onus on on each of us to do a lot of research. We have to do our homework when we're doing these things. Right. Um but if you end up getting a you know, an email solicitation or, or some sort of threat to try and extort you, um my general advice is to not reply, to simply delete the email. Mhm. Um, you don't want to give 
the fraudster any information that, that it's an active account or that you're there. Um, they've probably gotten your email address along with millions of others from the internet yeah. and are just, you know, sending this out as, as a, a big spam campaign. Um, I know certain email content providers will offer you the options to report something as spam. You know, you're certainly welcome to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can block certain senders. You know, these things aren't perfect, but there are ways to try and mitigate some of the, uh, some of the fraud that comes your way. Jeez. Got to you. Got to be vigilant. Add a scam or fraud to every Google search. I'm telling you, it's it's worth it. It is so worth it. Yeah. Anything else you want to chat about? Oh, sure. We can ask one or two things. Um, <laughs> the scams so, are rampant over there. The scams the are rampant. Uh, so I think you know another matter that gets referred to us quite a bit is. Uh, what we might generally refer to as government impersonation. Mm, yeah. Oh. We had an example of that with a guy called in and he put 15,000 actual cash dollars into a machine thinking he was talking to the FBI and Microsoft and turned it into cryptocurrency and this money was gone. And we had a recent example where an individual was led to believe that his uh, identity had been found at the border uh, along with fentanyl and um, other drug-related information. Somehow he was tied into cartels and sort of to prove his innocence, he needed to pay money, and I can, I can assure your listeners that whatever budgetary issues the federal government is having or might have, that we do not fund our salaries by extorting money from you. Um, <laughs> oh, so that was acting like they were a federal agent saying they found it, and if they wanted to be cleared, they had to pay the agent. Right. Oh, oh you, have to, you have to pay. You have to, you know, pay the agency. Oh. Um, that that is not how we work. No, um, we don't. There's no checks to be made out to the FBI. Right. Um, so, anytime uh, you have a federal agency that is asking you to pay them money, short of being the IRS, and because you owe taxes, right? Um, that should be a, a tremendous red flag. Um, but unfortunately, we do, we do see this quite a bit, um, and it can sound very official. Yeah. But again, you know. The solution there is to, if you have any concerns, um, because this can sound quite scary if, you know, you get a solicitation saying that you are under investigation. Right. Um, well, it's to, very much like the porn scam. Like, that's right. They're going to report you to the uh, authorities for whatever you were looking at because they can just be a regular porn or it could be something even worse that they're trying to act like you were part of. Correct. And so find a, a good phone number. Yeah. Call your local FBI office. Um, make contact, uh, and we will happily explain to you why what you're looking at is fraudulent and sort of help put your mind at ease. And we'll put that link for the for the number again from f- as far as how to get to the FBI if you have any questions. What would that number be or what would that website be that you'd recommend? Sure. Our, our main number in New Haven is yeah. 203-777-6311. And then the website that you would re- recommend it for any kind of reporting last time. IC3.gov. IC3.gov. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have Special Agent Connor Phoenix here the whole hour talking about what's going on with the world of cyber criminals and cyber scams, especially during this holiday season, and what you can possibly do to be a little more vigilant, a little more cynical, a little more aware. Um, if you're receiving an email out of the blue from anybody, I, I don't even treat email as real anymore. I mean, it really isn't. If you just think your email is not real and most of it's fake, you'll be much better off. We'll be right back. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tam, and we are in studio with Special Agent Connor Phoenix of the FBI to talk about what we should be aware of during the holiday season as far as cybercrime. I mean, you're part of the cybercrime division, so everything we're talking about is cybercrime, but that's pretty much, they don't do it the old-fashioned way anymore anyways, right? Why would you go and you know extort money in the old-fashioned way and have them put a duffel bag by the old mailbox, you know, the old movies we used to watch? They don't do it anymore. It's too much work. They just have you forward the money somewhere. I think it's certainly easier to to get the money online, although yeah. I would say that there are still low-tech, you know, theft that's happening, oh. you know, and so even simple advice of, you know, not sending cash through the mail yeah. or, um, you know, worrying about having packages stolen. Uh, you that's know, true. Uh, you know, I even for me, you know, if it's a low enough dollar amount, I guess I don't worry about it too much if someone were to come along and steal my package. But right. if it's particularly expensive, maybe I rely on a trustworthy neighbor uh, or someone else to go get it if I can't be there. So yeah. it doesn't always have to take the computer, but certainly that's prolific right now. That and the for, the folks that are telling you you've got a package on its way or it's been misplaced and you got to follow up, that's a real prolific one happening now. That is. And so that's one of the things I was going to talk about, yeah. which is, you know, we get a lot of emails. We were talking about that off air. Yeah. Um, and some of those emails this time of the year are going to be uh, shipping notifications. And text. And Both text. Emails and that's text. right. That's right. And so um, those may be legitimate, but those also are opportunities for people to fish you or miss you, depending if it's coming over text. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, we're expecting our items and there'll likely be embedded links. And it's very common for people to then click on those links to go figure out when is my child's gift coming or, right. you know, when's this item going to be here? Uh, and these fraudsters are relying on that. Um, and that can be used to do a number of things, certainly steal your PII um, or gather financial information, depending on what, what type of info they want to enter. Well, that's the key, right? When those links come across, they're asking you to 
after you click on the link, they're then asking you to import, imp, uh, add your password or some sort of login, right? You know, cl- you know f- go find your Amazon package by logging in your Amazon credentials or whatever it might be, right? Just the link itself is not going to do a whole lot, right? Or, or, or is it? Well, no, you're correct. The, okay. the, the link's going to direct you out to a website, uh, right. something that's going to look legitimate. Right. And it will oftentimes ask for your login information. But that also gets to another issue, which is around this time of year, I think we have to be sensitive to uh, getting solicitations to, that might indicate that there's some sort of security or other issue with your account. So it isn't right. necessarily strictly about shipping, but maybe you need to go and update your address. You need to update your, the credit card that's on file. Right. And so these extra uh, inquiries that come in, and again, you know, what we would tell people is, to rather than going to the site through the email or through the text message, actually go out to the website, type that address that you know um, into your address web web bar, mm-hmm. and go directly to the site to try and avoid being defrauded through that means. And that's the thing: don't be lazy. Don't take the mm-hmm. easy link. Right? Assume they would know if they're going to know your package is del- is coming. They would also know who you are. And not need you to log in. And they don't, True. Even, they don't even really have to know your package is coming. They just have to know that people receive packages this time of year. Well, when I say they, I mean the, the legitimate site. But you're yes. right. They, you know, the Fishers or the Schmishers all just assume stuff's coming. And they're just going to assume you have something on the way. Just don't, don't click on that link. I mean, the, the entity you're working with shouldn't operate that way. Sadly, though, many entities still do. That is true. And, you know, another thing that you can look for, it's, it's not foolproof, but it, it can try and cut down on fraud is when you're you're going out to that website, you know, is it HTTPS? Mm. You know, is there that S for secure? Right. Or are you connecting to an unsecure site? Um, so Even the bad guys, though, are actually registering their sites. Well, yeah. They're not that expensive, unfortunately. Well, there's also even things like Let's Encrypt, which is open source and it's free. Ugh. I didn't even yeah. know that. So you can yeah. do your own? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we've talked about that issue. So, yeah, you know, your advice is good and valid. It's just that if you see that little thing, all it means is that what you're typing into the bad guys is nicely encrypted for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, they want to protect your data for Yes, them. they do. Um, so, again, that's back to our, pro- our processes. You know, what entities are out there that are actually validating who you are? You know, like the the DMK when it comes to email. And I think I said it right, DIMK or how email is the email addresses uh, those domains are confirmed when you send and receive oh, email. You're thinking of DKIM. Yes, I am. Um, same idea <laughs> when it comes to websites. There should be an, some sort of entity, some sort of agency that says you are who you say you are, and be a, do a better job at those securing those domains. Because, oh, then again, you can create a domain with just a Cyrillic A in it that looks just like a regular A, and you, right, you're I was tricked. I was going to say there's a lot of instances where dom- domains have been sort of cyber squatted on, but they yeah. they rely on typos and the human eye to miss that. So you might think you're going out to Amazon, but it's you know there's a zero instead of an O or something right. like that. Um, now some more prominent companies will take steps to buy similar domains to help yeah. protect against that, but you know, not enough. Not enough. Um, but that you know there's certainly other things to look out for, even something simple, again, sort of going less cyber, sort of uh, non-payment, non-delivery scams that happen. I mean, even, you know, last year that accounts for, I think, roughly $200 million in losses. So people, you know, paying money and then not getting the goods delivered. Um, 
So we would often encourage people, you know, to be mindful of how the means that you're paying with. So we mm-hmm. tend to recommend people use credit cards right. and avoid paying with, you know, cash or wire transfers or gift cards or things like that. Um, and just to help protect yourself, those the sort of built-in protections that credit card institutions tend to have will be beneficial if you do get defrauded. Yeah, I know there's another guy uh, out there, like Dave Ramsey, always talks about using debit cards, and it makes me cringe all the time. I'm like, I do not want anybody reaching into my bank account no. to do an ACH transfer, pulling out. I would always use a credit card. I know why he's doing it, to try to take control of your spending. So, But it's super, super risky. Very risky. I mean, yeah, deb- absolutely. Debit cards are the wrong way to go. So, so yeah, so recommend credit cards. Um, and, you know, I would also, you know, sort of talking about gift cards, um, yeah. There are some people out there that will be able to sort of surreptitiously scratch off and look at the gift card code, then cover that back up so that it looks like it's been untouched. You buy these gift cards, and when once you they're sort of waiting for you to have these cards activated, and as soon as they do, they've got the code, then they can take the money off of those gift cards um, without you being able to benefit from them. So... Another. So they buy their own goop and put the goop back over. Yes. It? Oh yeah. my goodness. So mm. yeah, you know, we, again, we would you know recommend either buying online gift cards or if you're going to buy in person, which I, I have done from time to time, just be very mindful. You know, take a look at the card, just make sure it looks untampered with. Just give them cold hard cash and call <laughs> it a day. Although even that is being so easy to, to be reproduced these days. I mean, not that it, not that I would know. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we should talk about this yeah, offline. Yeah, yikes. Uh, but, you know, the idea of, you know, being able to use printers, I can't tell you how many times now you see when I use cash, you know, whether it be a $50 bill or what have you, m- most folks are now using some sort of marker to make sure it's real um, right. because you can actually produce these things more easily than you could in the past, let's say. There's all sorts of security technologies in there, but but I would think cash would be the king king way to go as long as it's, <laughs> it's real. <laughs> Maybe that's maybe it's you if they're checking that frequently. <laughs> this guy looks suspicious. This guy looks suspicious. How do you can't even get? I mean, everything costs so much these days that you you, know, you need to use bigger bills these days. Um, I probably got myself in trouble now. He's got a file on me already. Um, so, anything else cyber wise you want to talk about before we we go to a break here? You know, I think uh, we will also sometimes see um, sort of family emergency scams oh, yeah. around this time of year. You know, my grandson supposedly is in a car accident right. and needs cash. We had an individual who was uh, living out of state sending money here to Connecticut. And um, after several transfers of cash mm. um, by FedEx, realized that maybe something was wrong. Um, she sent cash in a FedEx Sending box? cash yeah. through FedEx. Yeah, I <laughs> I didn't do it. I'm just telling you what happened. I know, I know. (laughs) But um, he was actually able to get a hold of his real family member, realized it was a scam, and then alerted us, and we were able to make an arrest after that. But, you know, it is something that people will get from time to time, these, you know, uh, reach outs that, that they have someone in danger who needs assistance. Real quick, I mean, what popped in my mind, you brought up the IRS and how you know, we there used to be these scams where these guys, the IR, the folks that would like, submit your your taxes on behalf of you, and you weren't the guy who did it. But the IRS dutifully sent the checks like fifty, a hundred, three hundred to the same address. Obviously silly, but they clearly weren't looking for that problem. Does the FBI do anything smarter? Like when they look at this type of stuff, do you guys look at 
IP addresses that seem to always receive these types of things. Like this address is where the FedEx thing was coming. But do you guys look at the interwebs in such a way that you wouldn't be as dumb as the IRS when it comes to how they sent all those checks to the same mailbox? You know what I mean? I mean, we've seen those stories. Um, We've actually had our own investigations of people who have filed false tax returns um, because they were able to solicit victim organizations here in the state for uh, W-2 information. Just send send me the information in a a nice Excel spreadsheet, and they would send it and— then they would leverage it. I think last time we talked about business email compromises. Yeah. You know, this is a, a variation on that. You know, if I'm the superintendent of a school district, yeah, and you know, it's it's tax filing season, um, and I'm asking for that information. You know, it's likely that an employee will send it, right? And you know, that will then be turned around. You're going to have tax returns filed. Sometimes that money was sent by the IRS. You know, wired into bank accounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it was converted into gift cards. So uh, there are uh, a number of means of ways to sort of get that money out from the government um, and into the hands of the bad guys. Too many crickets. All right, we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Special Agent Connor Phoenix will continue to make our hair curl, even if we don't have it. (laughs) And uh, so stick around. We will be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab here at 11 o'clock. And uh, the special agent, Connor Phoenix of the New Haven Bureau, the, the cyber squad of the New Haven Bureau, the FBI, talking about what scams are out there. And uh, maybe we should talk a little bit about what you can do and, and you know, how to be more vigilant and you know, how, how to organize, even how to organize your life. <laughs> what should we do as humans to keep ourselves more safe from these bad guys? Well, I was going to say, if we have to talk about how to organize your life, this is a much longer radio show. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody said I was a professional uh, interviewer. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think we've covered a a number of ways. I I think for me, one thing I want to make sure that that people understand is what happens when they do get victimized. Because Mm -hmm. despite all our wonderful advice today and and everyone's best efforts, it's going to happen. It happens every single day. Yeah. Certainly, I think the first thing we would say is contact law enforcement as soon as you're aware. And again, I am fully cognizant that that could be days or weeks later. But you know, let us know. Let your local police. Let somebody know in law enforcement. Yeah. Um, beyond that, if you have paid through a third party service, maybe like a PayPal or a Venmo, something like that. Right. Certainly, alert them mm-hmm. to the fraud um, mm-hmm. to see what assistance they can provide. And then thirdly, you know, make sure you call your financial institution and see if they can begin the process to either stop or reverse payment on a given uh, given charge. So like FDIC insurance, that doesn't really cover your willingly being giving away your money to the bad guy, right? It only it only covers when when they are robbed in some way, shape, or form. Or- That's exactly correct. I have had victims who've asked or who've certainly made the inquiry, hey, can I get reimbursed from my bank for this fraud? Right. And and I've never not seen a response be no. Right. That, you know, you, while duped, were entered into this transaction. Willingly. Willingly of your own free will. So yeah. um, I, I do think there's a reluctance from the institutions to sort of reimburse their customers. I would agree. And then, of course, with credit cards, though, 
they do, many of them, offer a, a level of fraud protection because they want you to still be a customer because their interest rates are 25%. Of course, I want you to be a customer. <laughs> um, so they have a financial incentive to have you keep paying your interest rates. Um, but they'll actually cover your your fraud in many cases. or It, it might be a fight in some cases because some, some of the times these these purchases, like I made a purchase of a simple uh, case you know, for my phone and it's out of UK and, and the credit card went really pretty far to make sure that I was – making this purchase um, to make sure it was me. So they're going to add more and more protections for themselves. They do. I know even in my own personal life, um, I will on occasion uh, get text messages if a purchase is over a certain limit. Um, they want to make sure that that's something that I intended to do, which is I, right. I appreciate that, certainly looking out for me. Um, so I think you know these are things that people can engage with their the companies that they do business with mm-hmm. to figure out what options are available um, there, you know, even for your own bank account, there might be settings that you can employ to help protect yourself during this season. Now, if you have elderly parents or what have you, a lot of times they're they're the victims. They they tend to be a little more willing or not gullible, but kind of gullible, and they're able to. The bad guys leverage that. Um, any advice for folks who have elderly parents as far as how to bre- broach that subject? I mean, everyone talks about not talking about politics during Thanksgiving, but during Christmas, do you talk about your parents' cyber hygiene habits? I mean, do, do, you, is, do you have any advice there? I mean, are you asking, like, are we going to take the keyboard away from uh, Right, from Grandpa. Grandpa? Yeah. Um, grandpa, sorry, we have to intervene. You keep giving the bad guys money. Um, is there any kind of anything that you guys, it just popped into my head that maybe there is a cyber hygiene approach that we should talk to our folks about? I, I think, you know, it's difficult as, as we get older, um, uh, you know, we want to maintain that level of independence right. and we want to feel that we are as sharp and as um, wary as always. But right. yes, you're, you're right. Uh, um, uh, the elderly Americans do get defrauded at a particularly high rate. Yeah. And I think just trying to sensitize them to the types of things that they have to worry about even if it's just listening to that little gut voice, I think we t- again talked offline about mm-hmm. how sometimes you can f- have a feeling that something doesn't seem right, but you go ahead and, and proceed anyway. And, and maybe right. just taking a pause and having someone that they can call to verify whether uh, a given transaction actually is going to be legitimate or not, or should right. they respond to a given email. Um, I certainly get calls from friends and family yeah. um, asking me for my advice. So, right. you know, make <laughs> so, sure that there's a family member to do that for. Yeah, make sure you open that, that level of communication. Heck, my mom told me that she got hit with that Microsoft scam. I'm like, you've been listening to me for 25 years on the radio and you got hit by that scam. There's some, she was just eminently gullible. Um, but open that line of communication so they're aware they can talk to you about you know, uh, what they're getting. That's right. And, and certainly there are a plethora of public service information that's out there if they want to mm-hmm. go looking for it. You know, we've talked about uh, the FBI's Internet Crime Complaint Center, right. IC3.gov. There are a number of PSAs. You can simply go into your search bar, whether you're using Google or DuckDuckDo, whatever your search engine is, and type in um, IC3 FBI holiday scams. Mm. And, you know, I think the first link that pops up will take you to a public service announcement yeah. um, that the FBI put out just last month, or sorry, just this month. Right. 
Um, so there is information out there. Um, there's other sites, you know, FTC, other agencies have this as well. So you can follow the FBI if you want on Facebook and get the updates, right? I mean, you, you can do it on LinkedIn. You can, and I, I'm pretty sure that we're on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, as well. Gotcha. Cool. And so you can get the actual. They're a little, they're a little technical, but they're in, they are definitely informative. So you yeah. can follow. We'll, we'll put some links up there as far as how to follow the FBI, so these 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 notices can come to your to your Facebook feed. Um, because it, basically it's Gen X is an up that are using Facebook anyways. Um, I want to thank you, Special Agent Phoenix, for joining us. Happy to as a Gen X. Way to go. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you're welcome anytime. So if you ever have any kind of insights or things that we should know about, our listeners should know about, we'd love to have you. So keep the uh, channels open, okay? Thanks for having me, and uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and your listeners. You too. I want to thank Carolyn for producing, all you guys hey. for listening and calling in today. And remember, we want you to be geeks too. See you next Saturday. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.